This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. Get ready to laugh. Laughing with Gingers is the podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. Curly-haired ray of sunshine is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Gingers podcast, Christina Curry. <laughs> and that is Sarah Elephant, a.k.a. Prankster Monk, and my co-host <laughs> on Laughing with Gingers. <laughs> and today's episode is actually in honor of our upcoming appearance at Podcast Movement, um, which Woo-hoo! we're super excited about. Yeah, it's the largest podcasting conference in the world, and we are honored to be speaking there. So um, with that in mind, I brought the craziest conferences. <laughs> oh my God, I did too. What if we found the same conferences. I was wondering about that. I actually I had that thought um when when I was doing it I was like because we we tightened this up so much we may have the same ones. Um mm-hmm. so with that in mind I did not bring a game. I just brought stories. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I, um, yeah, normally our subjects are so broad that we both all, every time we take it in two different directions, like every time. Um, but this time, yeah, you're right. We definitely had a more tight, specific, um, topic. Oh my gosh. Something's happening. What's (laughs) happening? No. I only hear my dog snoring loudly. Oh my gosh. Some what do you hear? Playing on my Apple on my on my Apple uh music. <laughs> and you this <laughs> And this is what happens when you record live to tape, which is what we're talking about at podcast movement. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on purpose. But it is. Because we do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So I have one personal story to share about conferences, weird conferences. Um, I used – in Dallas, I used to work as the marketing director for the region for Wolfgang Puck. I might have said this story already on the podcast, but it's worth mentioning because it is very in line with our topic. And I had to, like, one of our venues was on the other side of a hotel, so I had to walk through the hotel every time. And they had weird conferences, but the weirdest one was a romance novel conference. I remember you telling me this, and I was like, what goes into that? Like, just Fabio's everywhere? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My music keeps turning on, and I have no idea why it's doing that. So, okay. They had these giant nine-foot displays of the covers of, like, famous romance novels. So you can imagine these, like, oiled-up, half-naked men with the wind, you know, blowing on them all muscular and the, like, fainting lady at their feet. Uh, and uh, and the cards, like, the, the key card, the keys, um, you know, whatever, key things to get into the rooms, all were covers of romance novels. And there were a lot of ladies in cat shirts and sweatshirts. Oh, wow. That's – They're all, like, middle-aged with their, like, cats on their sweatshirts. Huh. The you know? the Broadway production or cats? No, like, a, just, an, just an animal. All varieties of cats. It was I a mean, I, I do – I have a shirt with a French bulldog on it in honor of my dog. <laughs> so I can't really throw stones. I can't either. I have more than one shirt of pugs because of my pugs. So there's that. Anyway, it was it was very enlightening. I didn't even realize there was such a fan base for romance novels that they needed to all gather annually to like but it makes sense. Like you want to meet the author and you want to maybe talk to the models that are on the front covers. Or learn about writing them. 
or learn about writing them. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. I wonder if that's because, you know, like podcast movement, you're learning about being a podcaster. Mm-hmm. But at Comic-Con, you're not learning about being a comic book person. So I don't know. Right. It could it Maybe could go- they have workshops on how to write comics. They could. They that might. Could be like a subset within Comic-Con. Um, we should ask Larry Nemechek, Dr. Trek. <laughs> mm, that's true. He would totally know. He would totally yeah. know. <laughs> All right. So what is I your – I've never been. I've never been. No, I've never been. Um, it's a little too much for me. But I'm curious what your first uh, crazy conference on your um, It is the Reptile Super Show. Oh, my God. Okay, I don't have that one. Okay. I was going to skip this one, but I figured you probably didn't have it on your list. If you'd rather have a pet with scales than fur, then head to one of of the upcoming reptile super shows in Southern California. They're in LA, Christina, and San Diego. (laughs) You'll have the opportunity to ooh and ah over dozens of breeds of reptiles, arachnids, amphibians, and even take some home as a lot of them are for sale. There are also educational workshops about captive breeding. Oh, God. No, please don't do that, audience. Ah! <laughs> and species conservation, please do do that. And <laughs> the whole experience has a very science camp-esque vibe. Okay, well, I'm going to say that's a hard no for me. <laughs> <laughs> do not want to go to that. No, thank you. Reptiles are great. They're wonderful. But I don't need to be around a whole bunch of them. I I would take reptiles over bugs any day. Oh man, that's a really good question. What would I do? Hmm. I think I might take reptiles over bugs too. Yeah i I have a specific issue with subterranean bugs. Because oh. they just they look like they just it doesn't make sense that they can move the way they can move. Mm, it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, you want to? Well, oh, sorry. You want to give me a conference? You want to give yeah, me one of you yours? Have, do you have Lincoln on your list? Oh my god! Okay, first of all, yes. Second of all, I feel like we should play um, Go Fish with this. I think we we I feel like we pulled from the same resource, so I think we're both going to be saying "go fish." Um, uh, I had Lincoln on a bunch of them, though. Okay, like, maybe I we found that then. like seven times. Okay, so listeners out there, there is a gathering of. I didn't Lincoln. read about it. Oh, you didn't? Okay, there's a gathering of Abe Lincoln enthusiasts. And it happens every year where people come together and they dress up like Abe Lincoln and also his wife. And I Mary went Todd. The, yeah, when I went on the Wikipedia page, there's a ton of pictures of like a huge row of Lincoln people and then a huge row of Mary Todd. Um, <laughs> it's very strange looking. But I love it. It looks fun. Like I would want to dress up like – I don't know. Who would you rather dress up like, Abe Lincoln or Mary Todd? So I read that seventy five or seventy six percent dress up as Abe Lincoln. But personally, I would want to dress up as Abe Lincoln because I'd want to wear that freaking hat. I know that's what I'm saying. I am very drawn to wearing that hat. I feel like you and I would bo- and the bow tie. Like I feel like we'd look pretty. We'd good. look good. Um. And they've been, they've celebrated in 2019 their 25th year. So they've been doing this for a really, really long time. Um, and, and it's, it's in Georgia. Weekend. So yeah. yeah, I feel like, I feel like we should, um, we should make a weekend out of that next April. I think that would be super fun. You know what? Since it's a weekend, like a whole weekend, I think Friday I'll dress up like Abe and then Saturday I'll go as his wife, Mary, and just like flip it. 
Yeah. Would we switch outfits? Like I wear the one and then trade with you? Because I think Mm -hmm. we were the same size. Or would we match? Okay. I think we should switch and that'll save us some money on an outfit. (laughs) But we would look so cute if we twinned. We would look so cute if we twinned. (laughs) Okay. You convinced me. We're twinning. (laughs) The the reasonable part of me wants to switch. (laughs) I know. I get it. But I think twinning is way better of of a deal. So... Look out, Georgia and Lincoln. Lincoln, you think you think it's called Lincoln? Lincoln, 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 like the L-I-N part. Okay, well then, however you say the first part of his name, and then Con at the end. Lincoln <laughs> doesn't sound right. I say Lincoln. You do you say Lin Lincoln now? Yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, but you have it. There's like a long E there a little bit. Lincoln? Lincoln. Anyway, whatever. Moving I on. say it like Link. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you have the World Clown Association convention? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this takes place in March in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I don't know if it's in the same place every year. I pulled from 2019 because that seemed like the most recent people could do conferences. Yeah, Um, totally. While some might find clowns to be the stuff of nightmares, if you're someone who sees the fun of them, this convention Uh is for you. This this year's event – or. In 2019, the event took place in New Mexico, which is a big change from 2017's location in Thailand. Holy cow. Whoa. Is there a big (laughs) clown population in Thailand? I don't know. Oh, Oh my my God. God. For four days, you'll get to watch performances by world-class clowns, take classes on juggling, balloon designs, and laughter yoga. Um. Win weird raffle prizes like hot air balloon rides, um, or uh, and just don't forget your red nose is their recommendation. (laughs) Clown college. (laughs) I don't think I can handle four days of that. That's a lot of. That's a lot of days. That is a lot of days. I'd be exhausted at the end of it. Yeah. That's a lot of days to be around a lot of people. Yeah. In clown outfits. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they have a workshop on how to like get over your fears of clowns. <laughs> oh my God, they should because uh-huh. that's a thing. Yeah, exactly. I know. Oh my God. Um, okay. Do you have the mermaid convention? I do. Oh my god! Yeah, a, a celebration of everything. <laughs> you get it? I did a deep dive on this one. I uh, I went into their like I clicked into their events and I looked at the different like workshops and lectures they have. So I got I got even more details on this one. So I was like mermaid convention where you get to dress up like a mermaid so cool (laughs) um anyway it's an annual event that they do it's in sacramento california i think it's always at sacramento california where mermaids and mermen gather together (laughs) under the sea um attendees are decked out in tails they're wearing shell bras and there's all kinds of um, underwater activities and like aquatic photo shoots. So they do photo shoots underwater. Like like they have there's two main photographers that I guess are famous in the mermaid mermaid world, and uh, you get to have like your photo taken while you're swimming around like a mermaid with your tail, which is so I would totally do that. How fun is that? Um, and then they have a show and tail. <laughs> event 
Get out of here with your puns. I know. I love it so much. They also have an intro to tail repairs workshop. <laughs> that is an important workshop. I know. It was only a $10 add-on if you wanted to go to it. Um, okay. Here's like the... Here's the best one, which a piece, there's half of me that's like, this is really great that they're doing this. And the other half of me is like, this is effing hilarious and I can't even believe it. Okay. So there's a representation panel that they have. It's called representation panel. So they're hosting. Okay. So here's what the represent, representation panel is um, a panel of awesome mermans, merman, merman. It's part of their ongoing merfolk representation panel series. So there's even a like a umbrella of merfolk representation panel, which has been championed and spearheaded by Merman Jack. That's his that's his name, uh, Merman Jack, as in J A X, which is even better than J A C K. So this panel is in celebration of the di- diverse and wonderful community of the California Mermaid Convention. Panelists will discuss their experiences, their triumphs, struggles, and stories. They'll hear stories from modern mermaid navigating the mermaid community as both professional and recreational mers. <laughs> this word mers. So I, I, I like respect that they're trying to be inclusive and all this, but when I hear mer and merman and merman jack, I just like internally want to start giggling and teeing about it all. You know? <laughs> like it's hard to be serious, but also I get it and I'm glad they're being serious. Yes, I I agree. But there is something about mer people that can make you giggle because it's like it's it brings out like that little girl side of me. It totally does. I wanted to be Ariel so bad because she had red hair. I know. I know. And I was at that age, right, where I'm like, I, I pretended to be a mermaid when I was in the pool. My mom made me a mermaid outfit. Actually, she made me two so my friend could wear one whenever they come over. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, so that's enough of that celebration. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Do you have the X-Filers United? I don't. So I have to go fish? Yeah, go fish. All right, we both have gone fishing once so far. <laughs> All right. So, um this took place in Rhode Island in 2019. Um This fan-led convention is more than just an ode to a great TV show. Every subject and facet of the show gets taught and discussed at this multi-day event, which focuses on the paranormal, conspiracy theories, cryptozoology, UFOs, and more. When traveling – or sorry, the – I don't know why I just totally started saying something that wasn't written here at all. (laughs) (laughs) What is on your brain? (laughs) I guess because we're traveling. (laughs) When you all are hearing this, we will be traveling or we will be getting ready to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. It says, visit the traveling museum of the paranormal and occult or test your X-Files knowledge in a grueling trivia contest. The speakers included an assortment of mediums, authors, UFO abductees, and Bigfoot Mm. researchers. If you're curious about the world beyond what they teach in science class, this is a can't-miss event. Oh, my God. I love it. I love (laughs) X-Files. Well, if you want to come on over to my coast, we can go. Oh, my gosh. I simultaneously love that show, but it also scared the bejesus out of me because you know I don't like scary shit. The guy that stretched through the vents. Oh, my God. I don't even remember, but it sounds scary. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so like he he was like a stretchy guy and he could go through like vents and like holes and and like had a nest in the wall in like oh. a house um but he would eat like the liver just 
like only the liver oh or my like the spleen or something. Oh my god, they the weirdest shit on that show. Some of it is really terrifying. Like I, for a really long time after I saw that, and I was probably too young to have watched it, um, but my um, – I I would like stare at the vent when I was trying to go to sleep and be like terrified. Oh my for years. god, I would be so scared too. Oh my god, I yeah. all, like yeah. It definitely there was times where I had to turn it off. I got just, I just got too scared. It was a good thing both lead characters were like easy on the eyes, nice to look at. Um, because I don't think I would have lasted as long either. <laughs> Another redhead. I know. I, I had a crush on both lead lead people. Um. So, what was his name? Chris. Um. Uh, the uh, writer. Oh, the writer. Oh yeah. yeah. Chris. Oh God. Um. I can't think of it in this moment. Where's Liz? Where is Liz? Liz didn't show up for work today. <laughs> that she doesn't we, get paid to do. We. I know. Ah, we missed her already. <laughs> um, so Philippe met him when they were in Costa Rica when he was a little boy, my husband. And um, so in their house, the boys were evidently very distracting while Dominique, his sister, was watching X-Files. Chris Ooh. Carter, maybe. No, yeah. that's not right. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's something like that. I feel like yeah. it's a CC name. Um but so after he met her, he named a character in one of the episodes Dominique Alapin. Oh my god! Oh my god! Which episode did you watch it? I don't remember. I'm sure I've seen it. I'm sure I've seen them all. But Philippe remembers. Oh my god! That's um, really funny. Because the boys weren't allowed to be in the in the room, and sometimes not in the house when she was watching X Files. Was she like? older and that, and she could watch it and the boys were younger and weren't allowed? No, the boys were just loud and distracting, she said, and she couldn't pay attention when they were there. Yeah, that sounds like a boy for you. Yeah, that also sounds like a girl sister for you. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> You're too distracting. You have to go out the yard. <laughs> Yeah, that's a total sister right there. Oh my god, my poor brother! I cut gum out of his hair once. He got it in his like bangs, and I mean bangs. I say bangs, but it was just his hair over his forehead. And I'm like, <laughs> Mom will never know. Let me cut it out for you. So I, I cut it out, and it was literally like a chunk of his hair on his forehead. So it was like a square cut out. I'm like. She'll never know. And like the second my mom looked at him, she's like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Do kids still get gum stuck in their hair? Because that was such a thing when we were growing up. It happened all the time. The number of people that I remember having peanut butter in their hair or like mayonnaise in their hair on a regular basis was a thing. I feel like my mom put Vaseline in my hair to to get the gum out. That's so funny. I I'm curious. Someone let us know who has children or who has been a child recently and let us know if they still get gum stuck in their hair. Yeah, yeah, because I don't ever remember Anora, my niece getting it. She's like, you know, a little over 5. She does she used to swallow it and she kept swallowing it and she didn't understand you just chew it. So she wasn't allowed to have it. And then when she realized she got the concept of gum and like, oh, I'm supposed to only chew it. Then every candy she got, she's like, mom, can I swallow this? Mom, can I swallow this? Because she she didn't know the difference between candy and gum. She was like, do I keep it in my mouth or do I swallow it? <laughs> she's like, it's disintegrating. Do I, I have to keep chewing? <laughs> it's just going away. I don't know what to do. Can I swallow it? Oh my god, Liz is missing out on this episode. <laughs> I know she is. She totally is. Ugh. Oh boy. Okay, what have you got for me? All right. Do you have uh let's see. Um do you have the Brawny Con? Uh yes, because that happens in Baltimore and I have seen that in real life. Oh my god. Okay, so maybe you should read the Brawny Con. 
I mean, I can, but you can also read it and I could just tell you my personal experience. Okay. Okay. Um, so BronyCon is an annual fan convention held on the East Coast of the United States for fans of the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic animated television show. There are teens and adults, and the fans call themselves Bronies, which mm-hmm. I don't understand where that comes from. I think it's from Broncos. Is it? Mm-hmm. I think is, so. Like, is My Little Pony a Bronco? I mean, it's a horse. Okay. So anyway, they I, – I snagged a picture off of their page and they're so colorful and fun looking. I want to I want to be a brawny. I don't – I've never seen the show before, but it just looks fun. They're all wearing colorful wigs and like tutus and colorful dresses. Some have wings on them because My Little Pony flies. I think it looks so much fun. I would totally do it. And now I, w- I kind of want to see this show. Um, so <laughs> there is a Bob's Burgers episode that is a riff on this that's really funny. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's um, uh, oh my god! It's like they call them like test something, and they're men, like older men, and they talk about how men ruin everything. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. Bob goes undercover and infiltrates this like um, group of ponies because they uh, stole one of Tina's toys. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but in my experience, there is a highly sexualized part that goes into this. <laughs> oh my god. I thought that there might be because, I don't know, it just seemed like there might be. But I couldn't find anything on it, but I didn't dig deep. I didn't dig deep. Yeah, so um, I would recommend watching the Bob's Burgers one. And it it was an – because I was like, I love this idea. I would totally go and like dress up and it would be like the most fun because it's mm-hmm. – the convention center in Baltimore is like in the Inner Harbor. So whenever there's a convention, like when Comic-Con comes or anything, people dress up in their costumes and they go to the Inner Harbor and like everyone that's around takes pictures of them. Oh my god! So it's this like really cool unspoken thing. I've been I've accidentally been part of many of these conference things ah. because of it. Because you know I lived in Baltimore and also like I used, I still go to like Camden Yard. I love. I mean I would take I I like the Nationals, but I am an O's fan through and through. Um, and <laughs> um, it was really interesting sitting at Miss Shirley's and watching some like the difference between like the like young girls who were wearing costumes and going and then like the older dudes. <laughs> oh my god. It's super interesting. So um I yes, uh, Miss Shirley's is a wonderful brunch spot and it is also on the way between the parking garage and the convention center. Oh my gosh. Sit outside and enjoy anyone who there's a conference. Are so involved. interesting. Listen, I like their wigs. Like some of the wigs I'm seeing these people in, I'm like digging it. And, and you know what? Fun. I support con- highly sexualized consensual activities too. Like <laughs> as long as as long as it's not creepy on those young girls. Yeah, yeah. Go ride that pony as long as they're you know, of consenting adult. <laughs> um, we don't have Liz here telling us to take a break, but should we take a break? <laughs> we probably should. So I um I did a deep dive on one, but I'm saving it for the end. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm, good to know. Good to know. So we can take a break or I can do one more and take us out to a break. I say let's take a break and then yeah. Come in with one. All How right. I'm, I'll be coming in hot on this one. It's, <laughs> it's quite the one. Um, oh and on that note, we will be right back on Laughing with Gingers. 
Stay tuned. And we are back on Laughing with Gingers. Thank you all for joining us. I am Sarah Alipan, and I am joined by the spunky little redhead, Christina Curry. <laughs> all right. What hot, what hot topic do you have? What hot conference do you have? Do you have the Paper Dolls Convention? Oh, my God. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one you were talking about that's kind of dated? Yeah. We were on the break. I'm like, I have one that I can't even believe it's a thing in 2021. Like, what? I think it's so funny. Did you play with paper dolls when you were little? Hell yeah, I did. Doesn't that seem so weird? Like, we seem young for paper dolls. (laughs) I know. I know. But I remember their little tabs that you like leave over their shoulders, under their arms, around their waist. And if you ripped that freaking tab off, it was like so – Oh, it was the worst. And they were so hard to rip, which they actually address in this. Paper dolls might be flimsy and easy to rip. (laughs) But that doesn't mean they're any less cool than 3D dolls. Created by Paper Doll Studio Magazine, each yearly convention has a special focus – and in 2019, it was Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem. Ooh. Expect a myriad of workshops where you'll learn to create your own paper dolls, explore the history of famous artists, and discuss the strategy – or not strategy – status of dolls today. The bonus to this convention is that you don't need to worry about o- – overbuying souvenirs because no matter how many paper dolls you purchase, they will fit easily in your suitcase. (laughs) Uh, That's accurate. (laughs) That is very accurate. Oh my gosh. I went into some weird YouTube hole one day and I landed upon this video of a guy who takes Barbie dolls and wipes them all clean or like brat dolls or whatever and he repaints on them. He spray paints their body. He makes them different skin tones. He shades in like their arms and their like their like neck bones and chest bone. You know what are those clavicles? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he makes them very realistic, and it is so creepy. And he even this- he, he's like teaching you how to like make a make a. No, he doesn't paint their nipples or their vaginas. Um, but he definitely <laughs> I just paints pointed abs to on my them. nipple. She pointed to her nipple. Yes, for those who can't see, she pointed her nipple. Uh, but he paints abs on them, and he sort of does like a bit of like cleavage. It's so crazy and detailed, and like he shows you how to make a wig and how to put the wig on the doll. And it was. I was watching this how-to video for like 40 minutes. It was ridiculous. I have no desire or intent to wipe clean a Barbie and repaint a Barbie. But I, it, the transformation was, whoa. You know how you just get stuck on transformation videos? That was one of them. Wow. I do not have that level of attention to detail. Oh my God. I don't eat his detail. He, had, he even handcrafted their clothes. And showed you how to like sew the clothes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he had another video that you could link to where he showed how to do shoes. Um, but I was like, okay, I just literally spent 40 minutes watching him paint a doll. I, I can't with the shoes. <laughs> That's too much. I have a line that I have to draw. And that was where I drew it. It's good to have boundaries. Yeah. Okay. I can't do it, dude. Can't. Um, All right. So I have one called the Sunburst Convention of Celebrity Impersonators. I have that one also. Go fish. Okay. So I'm surprised this is in Florida, not California. But I I know it's in Orlando. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all these different celebrity impersonators come together for a convention in Florida. And I looked up a picture and it's freaking hilarious. There's all (laughs) kinds of 
everything. Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, the Beatles, like uh, Hulk Hogan, like all different kinds. It is so funny to like look at at the giant like sea of people that you recognize, but they're not real. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, there's a Doctor Evil and Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's everything. the Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> and they, there's like, I mean, I guess this convention is like a a real benefit to them because there's techniques on how to be a better impersonator. The numerous talent agents and buyers and tour companies, casino cruise lines, and special event planning companies that you can link up with. And uh, showcase your talents too. So that's kind of cool. I, if I were an impersonator, I would totally go to this. I would be a horrible impersonator, but I would also go if I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think like if I were to impersonate someone, who would I impersonate? I can't think of one. For me, it would have to be somebody who smiles a lot because that would be like impossible for me not to smile. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe I'll go as Ariel. <laughs> oh, I can go as what's her face in that cartoon. Oh gosh. She's wearing the green dress and she shoots the arrows, that Disney cartoon. Brave. Brave. Yeah. I'll go as her. Although my hair is kind of What's her name? Now. Merida? Merida. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I could do her. Yeah, I could see that. I could go as Linda Belcher, I think. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I would need oh a wig, God. but you would need a wig and a red sunglasses. You would be a good Linda Belcher. Oh my God. I just got the best image of you. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. So great. All right. Do you have the Vent Haven International Ventriloquist Convention. Oh my god, I don't. And that sounds <laughs> so scary. Like so scary. That's what I thought you were talking about when you were talking about the paper doll one. You were like, oh. how is this still a thing in 2021? <laughs> how is ventriloquist still a thing? And I was like, is it kind of creepy? And you were like, no. I was yeah, like, then it can't be that creepy. one. Yeah. Oh my god, ventriloquists are creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if I feel so, so awkward watching yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know why. I don't know I don't what, know, like. Like why? What's about it that feels awkward? I think for us as people who are super expressive that it's someone being like deadpan and having like not reacting in a natural way. Is very mm. confusing for us because mm -hmm. we are like everything we think crosses our faces. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, with them, like, their goal is to not have it cross their face and to in have the doll interpret it. Or I don't know if it's called a doll, but a, I mean, I don't think it's called a doll. I, I feel like you just insulted all the ventriloquists in the world. I, I actually think, <laughs> I think I did. I think that might have been the worst. <laughs> Even the worst thing I've ever said about ventriloquists. How dare you? We just Sorry, love everybody. all ventriloquist fans. Oh boy. So here's the description. Do you love ventriloquism but haven't found others who share your enthusiasm? It must be hard. Look, it I, must I, be I, art. I feel you. I mean, we all want to find our people. I have a whole business based on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, look no further than Erlinger, Kentucky, which is such a good name for – I might be saying it wrong, but it feels so right for hosting a ventriloquist thing. Um, Can you say that without moving your lips, by the way? Erlinger. <laughs> she did really good, guys. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> she did that good, too. It doesn't sound like you at all. 
But I guess that's the point, right? A doll is speaking for you. I mean, a you said a doll again. I know, I know. A sidekick is speaking for you. Oh my gosh. Okay, just 15 minutes outside of Cincinnati, Erlinger is home to the annual ventriloquist convention, which includes performances from highly skilled ventriloquists like. Australian stand-up Darren Carr, as well as open mics for new performers. Mm, interesting. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> I'd rather go to the reptilian con than that one. <laughs> I would be so uncomfortable. Like that would for me, that might be like the most uncomfortable situation to put me in. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't get uncomfortable often, but I would definitely feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's hard to make me uncomfortable too. Um, But that I think like I just wouldn't be able to interpret. It's very fish out of water for me to not be able to interpret people's reactions and Mm -hmm. conversation style. That would be very strange. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to hard pass on that one. Thank you. Uh, Sarah, do you have the fairy con? I do. I knew you had this one. I know. I love it. And I already have like friends in mind that I feel like should go. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Huge dance parties. Sign me up. I know. Oh my God. They celebrate the magical life of fairies, I guess. Um, and they have like a masquerade. Uh, Friday and Saturday night who, that turned into huge dance parties. Who doesn't want to do that? Also, who doesn't <laughs> want to dress up like a fairy or an elf or other worldly attired people? Like, or just create your own <laughs> outfit. Like, make something up. It's like Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what it reminded me of. I was like, I could see Christina repurposing a burning outfit. Oh, to- 100%. I have – so my last birthday – I did like a mini Burning Man out in the desert with like a core group of friends because it was COVID and we just like all got tested and went to the desert. And my friend gave me these wings that you hold and you pull up and they're like giant wings that light up like a rainbow. And I feel like the queen of all fairies. (laughs) I mean, you you basically are normally so – I can, yeah. I, I'm on board for it. Yeah. So um, that's in Baltimore, Maryland. I know. You can come. Yeah. It's the first know. week of November. So it's like your birthday. It is. Yeah. It just like feeds right into my birthday. And I already have like some people in mind that would totally go to. I love the last line of it. It says, just don't forget to BYOW, which is bring your own wings. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I looked up all their outfits. Everyone looks so pretty and magical. Aw. Well, you know you have a place to stay when you come to FairyCon. Okay, great. I know that – well, if I stay with you, you're going to have to come with me to FairyCon. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I have enough outfits to go around. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm on my last one. Do you have any left? I have one left. Oh, my God. What is yours that you left us? Okay. I feel like you may want to do yours first. But what if mine is yours? I don't think it is. Is yours in Chicago? Uh Oh, there is a branch of it in Chicago. So we may have done the same one. I think that we is it is it Redhead Days Festival? It is. So <laughs> Okay, you do it. You do it. So Redhead Day is actually it, the one in Chicago comes from the one that's um in the Netherlands. Mm. So I did a deep dive on the one in the Netherlands. Oh my god, um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> So, um, Redhead Day is the name of a Dutch summer festival that takes place the first uh, each first weekend of September in the city of Tilburg, and um, up to 2018, and then it moved to the city of Breda. I'm probably totally butchering that. 
It's a two-day festival um, that was inaugurated in 2005, a gathering of people with natural red hair, but is also focused on art related to the color red. Oh, I Activities- love that. I know. Red is my favorite color, so it just so makes sense for me. (laughs) This is like made for me. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) So few things are made for me. (laughs) Activities during the festival are lectures and workshops and demonstrations which are aimed specifically at red-haired people. The festival attracts attendance from 50 countries and is free of charge due to sponsorship by the local government. To be classified as a redhead, each participant must not have altered their natural hair color at all. Additionally, it is encouraged but not required to wear red clothing. Oh my god! And I, I have would... a whole bunch of history on it, but um, I do realize we're at the end of our time. So, I I feel like I don't like that you can't alter your hair color thing. I know that's kind of a bummer to me too, because like right now I have some hand painted highlights in the front um, that kind of are like phoenixy. Yeah, um, I'm digging the phoenixy. I am gonna do some phoenixy look for the podcast movement. Also, my hair's been purple and it's been blue and it's been turquoise rainbow. and green and rainbow. It's it's like don't stifle my self expression, Netherlands. I know. I mean, but I also get it. Like, I think they don't want people to come with their hair dyed red and say they're redheads. Mm-hmm. I get it, but also, who cares? They want to be a redhead. Let them be a redhead, you know? I mean, Jennifer said it best when she said, my soul is a ginger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let people's ginger souls in. <laughs> I hope one day we get to go and be like speakers there or something or host like game night. At, at oh, my gosh. Something. That would be amazing. And I'm going to tell you just a tiny, tiny bit about how it started, and then we can close out this show. Okay. Let's okay. Hear it. it was started in 2005 unintentionally by the Dutch painter Bart Rowen. Why did I try to say this? Rowenhorst. In. <laughs> um, as a painter, he was inspired by other artists. Um, who created dramatic portraits of women, and um, they were generally red-headed women. So, to follow in the footsteps of his famous pa- or his favorite painters, he planned an, exhi- an exhibit of fifteen new paintings of redheads. Finding models was problematic since redheads are very rare in the Netherlands, where only two percent of the population has natural red hair. To find models, an advertisement was placed in the local newspaper. However, instead of 15, they typed 150, um, and 150 people showed up. So uh, not wanting to turn down so many potential models, he decided to choose 14 and then organize a group photo shoot of the remaining redheads um, and have a lottery to decide by chance who would be the 15th and final model. Thus began the first redheaded day. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That was a great story. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get our our red asses over there. (laughs) I, I feel like there are so many places in this world where we fit in that we have just described and... I have never felt more seen and heard. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Maybe we can start with the Chicago one since that's, you know, local-ish. <laughs> also, it's halfway between us. Oh, that's true. Oh, I love that. Um, we can meet in the middle. We can meet in the middle and celebrate our redness and maybe play some trivia with yeah. other redheads. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us today on Laughing with Gingers. 
We are so happy to have you listening to our crazy podcast where two feisty redheads who happen to have very, very loud laughs and sometimes alter the color of their red hair, but also love to (laughs) share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. Follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers, and you'll see photos from today's stories. And maybe Liz's reaction to having accidentally missed our podcast. (laughs) You can also send us funny stories over there, episode ideas, or just general fun. Uh, We love to interact with you all on Instagram. It's super fun. Yay! And you can support us on Patreon and get access to all kinds of goodies, including the video versions of our podcast. And it just starts at $3 a month. So check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And y'all, we have merch. I know I just re- I did a callback to a reference with Jennifer, and we may or may not be coming out with new merch that has said saying on it. So um, we've got some good stuff on in the works. Uh, it hasn't been finalized yet because we've been a little busy over here getting prep for podcast movement. Um, and oh, guys, okay, wait, let me finish this. Um, and you can grab your your merch over at laughingwithgingers.com. Find out about upcoming events, laughy hours, all the good stuff. And if you are at Podcast Movement, come find us and oh, say hello. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see you. We want to meet you. Yes. We are super excited to see you all, to meet you all. It is. This has just been a crazy wild year. So much fun doing this with Christina. I speak for myself. Um, and I really, it's been such a little light in a crazy time. Um, so, And it's so much fun that we get to share this with you all. So we would love, love, love to meet you. <laughs> Yay. And also tune in next week for laughing with laughing with genders for some more good times. Yeah, we'll be talking about puns and grammar. What what? <laughs> Woohoo. Bye. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.